what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. January 17th, 2020, episode 114. Only 56 days until Daytona TT, Carter. That number keeps getting lower every week. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's less than two months. Less than two months. Uh, yeah, and you know, as you know, these last few weeks before the start of the season fly by because you have press releases coming out, like, seems like almost every other day. I think pretty much a lot of the Super Twin stuff, we'll get to that in a bit, that's that's pretty much ironed out, but uh, we might see some stuff from the Production Twins and maybe even some singles announcements here in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there's a few people still looking for rides out there. I'm not going to name any names, but I know there's a few people looking for it. Before we move off of the 56, some famous number 56s, uh, when I used to race, it was Roy Miller, who is Roy Built, who builds frames and, and race bikes cool dude Lonnie Pauly I remember him in some Corbin leathers they were blue and yellow I, I remember watching him quite a bit I raced against him some and then Joey Duval had it one year he's from Tulsa Oklahoma me and him were kind of rivals when we were racing he's actually one day older than me Duval and then... sorry it's it's a Jackson, it's a Jacksonville <laughs> is, thing is that I say like, is that from golf uh, it's a Isn't Jacksonville Duval that... the Jacksonville Jaguars do it okay I don't know what yeah, you're talking about sorry. I mean they have a football team in Jacksonville yeah that's debatable Okay. And also Dave Bradley, another guy from Tulsa, Oklahoma, who had the 56. And I remember him in black and orange leathers that said Ofixco on there. So man, why do I remember this stuff? I don't know. It'll be good that one day when you get on Jeopardy and they ask that question for sure. Practicing every day. So yeah, Daytona's right around the corner. Um, got my uh, I got my racing fix last weekend at the Winter Throwdown, man. I had a blast. You should have you should have been down for that one, Scotty. Well, I had to go where I could make a paycheck, and I went and did the uh, Kicker Arena Cross, which is now an AMA sanctioned uh, AMA Arena Cross series, and that was in Hobbs, New Mexico. It took me a long time to get there. I landed, slept about an hour or two, showered, went to the track, did the race, slept a couple hours, and flew right back home. So it was a pain in the neck, but hey, it was good racing. And Kristen Beek was there. She's doing the pit reporting and the winning interviews for the uh, TV package they got going on. I guess we both got our two-wheel fix, man. I, you don't have to worry about the weather there in the arena cross, but uh, there was a threat of a uh, little bit of rain for the winter throwdown, so I'm glad that that held off. It ended up being a pretty solid event, man. Great, turnout was great, both from the rider side and the fan side, man. We had a, we had a pretty good day, man. The uh, the streaming wasn't what I'd hoped it to be, but you know I did the best with what I what, what I had as far as the signal. There was a lot of drama there. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard about this one, but Dalton Gautier and uh, Justin Jones got into it a little bit, man. That was uh, fun to watch. Uh, taking the throwdown literally. Wow. Uh, so do we have like a ding ding ding? Let's get ready to rumble type deal or? Actually, don't even. I didn't even see. The, all that drama. I was too busy trying to figure out how to cover it from a, from a streaming standpoint. And what? talking about drama, I heard Jared Meese had a wicked high side. He actually went down, man. It was kind of crazy. Uh, I think something happened with a with a throttle cable. He came out of turn two and like went down pretty hard, man. I was worried a little bit, but he got up and he was fine. Um, he's a he's a beast, and uh, I'm sure it takes a lot to hurt that guy. So he was fine. Dalton even wrecked uh, later on in the evening too. Um, that was pretty bad. I think he bumped his head a little bit, but he was okay too. A little shaken up, but he was okay. Um, it was a it was a good night of racing, man. A lot of fun. A lot of cool stories. Uh, Chase Sadoff had a he pretty much ran the, the amateur races. Noah Chambers, who's uh, Corey's friend and a moto guy, uh, came and did a pre he won a heat race and did pretty decent on uh, on the flat track. So that was cool to watch. And man, Brandon Robinson 
back to back two years in a row. Nobody could touch that guy. He he set sail, and man, nobody could even catch him. And, and we called that. I think we both called that. I, I haven't been to this track, but I just was going off of what I heard from last year. And he's somehow has that place dialed in. And you know what? Maybe he'll start the year off with the bang this year, just like he did last year. I yeah. mean, it was round two or three when he won a, a national last year. Yeah, he's definitely got something figured out there. Um, it's fun to watch those guys race on that track. The track held up pretty good, too. Um, it, my favorite part was seeing Kenny Colbert throw a leg over a motorcycle and, and get get in there with these boys again, man. He was he was battling uh, Mies most of the night, but uh, I think he finished second in the main event. So, yeah, it was, it was awesome to yeah. see him. Yeah, I saw that. He had a big smile on his face. And you know what? When when the pressure's all gone and you can just go out there and have fun, that's what it's all about. Dude. I mean, it feels good. And, yeah. and uh, I'm ha- I'm happy for Kenny. Yeah, I was stoked for uh, Day- Daytona, you know, with it being right around the corner. But after last weekend, man, whew, I'm ready to get back to racing. Absolutely. Speaking of things right around the corner, man, uh, can you talk about this, this interview that you've had yet? Or are we still just going to tease it and not really talk about what it right. is? Well, we'll tease it a little bit. It's going to be coming out in a magazine that you can pick up at your motorcycle shop. Oh, so it's a print and interview. It's a printed interview, yeah. Okay. And it's going to be online as well, too, because okay. I know there's a lot of people that don't even look at printed stuff anymore. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I got to see the final cut. I haven't seen the page in my hand, but I've seen it on my computer, and, and I'm I'm super excited about it. So it'll be coming out here real soon. It's the February issue. Cannot wait for that bad boy to come out. I know it. So a lot of our press releases or a lot of the press releases from AFT come out right after we post our podcast on Fridays. And the biggest one, well, we'll, we'll save that one for later. But one that came out this week, I should say, is the Rocket James Raspoli and Latest Motors teaming up to uh, go after that production Twins championship. Hog Spoli. He's back. Hog Spoli. That's what he posted, right? I, I know. He's got so many nicknames. I, I saw that helmet he posted, too. I want that thing. Sick. Did you see that helmet? Sick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I love her, Spoli. He used to be number 43. We, we go way back. He used to, we used to have a lot of fun doing interviews with him when he was in the pro singles class. That's way back when I was still on the you know the floor before I went up to the top where I do the play-by-play now. Yeah, he spent a, a bit of the offseason uh, overseas uh, doing stuff over there, and I was talking to him a, a bit for the throwdown. I look forward to seeing that guy uh, throw a leg over a bike and race some flat track again this year for sure. And Harley's got that huge contingency money, so he he might be able to make more money this year than he had his whole career. I, I'm just throwing that out there, but... It's going to be cool to see him going for that championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Aside from the Raspoli news, the biggest news is the Super Twins announcement. AFT released, what is it, 15? 15 riders, 15 Super Twins teams are locked in. And then they also uh, introduced the wild cards right now that people are going to try to race their way in. There's still a few spots left for the wild cards, but... Uh, we, we now know who we're going to see each and every main event. The 15 riders have been posted. Uh, no real big surprises to me. Uh, Jay Maloney is teamed up with HCRR, and he's you know he's on, on board with Brandon Robinson. So that team's yeah. kind of new. I'll be interested to see how they do. Is that it's with Ben Evans, right? So is that that's like part of part of Roost Systems? Yeah. But you know, according to the rules, you can only have two teams. Gotcha. So they're calling this team HCRR, and that is Ben Evans Racing, also. Good stuff. So you're not surprised by any of these? You weren't surprised by Andrew Luker being a wild card? That yeah, I, I was talking about the 15 that are gotcha. locked in. I wasn't really surprised about them. The wild card, Larry Pegram. I can't believe he's still going after it, but I don't blame him. He went. He he ran really good in 2019. He'll make some main events again in 2020. And then, yeah, that, that big surprise was Andrew Luker. He's on being on Indian on Rackley, Kieran Racing. Kieran Racing has been on board with him for a while. And I'm curious to see how he does on the Indian. 
So do you think Ronnie Jones is going to jump in there for one of those uh, wild card races? He will. I know yeah. he will because he wants to make a main event in six different decades. I think you know he'll be 60. Or I think he might be 60 now. So he's he wants to be the oldest rider again because that was taken over last year by a, another friend of ours from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Gary Ketchum. So right now Ketchum is the oldest rider to make a main. But more importantly to Ronnie is he wants to make a main event in six different decades. And, you know, he's done it in five. And if he makes a main event this year, that's six different decades. And nobody will even get close to doing that ever again. That's badass. That's awesome. Uh, so I guess there's, that leaves three wild card spots up for every round, right? Is that is that what I'm understanding? That's how I read it, yeah. 15 yeah. are locked in every race, and then three are up for grabs. So right now we have three. We, we know of three. So now we pretty much know the whole field. But if some other riders show up or if other riders get invited, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. I had a conversation with Ronnie Jones, and he was trying to figure out which races he was going to try to attempt to raise. So I think it has to be approved through AFT. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have somebody from AFT on here to kind of explain that a little bit more because I'm curious, just as, just as curious as our fans are. A lot of people trying to figure that out in the next couple months. Um, and, you know, time's ticking. Uh, I'm sure you got to make plans to, to get all that. Like you said, there's some approvals that AF, AFT needs to sign off on. So um, I'm sure we'll definitely get some of those details. And as soon as we understand it, we'll definitely bring it to you guys. I did see one other thing about Indian motorcycles. You know, we heard there was going to be some restrictions. The only thing that I've seen that's posted is a smaller flywheel weight. So uh, that is the, the bigger flywheel has less rear wheel spin. So a little bit smaller flywheel, they may have more wheel spin. I don't know if that's going to affect the Indian at all. Um, I just hope, you know, that they don't start penalizing the Indians for going out there and winning what they're what their what the object is to do for everybody because when they did that a long time ago in the 80s Carter yeah American Honda packed their bags and left and I don't want Indian to do that yeah I've definitely heard about about those stories for sure and I'm sure you know we talked a little bit with Kenny Coolbeth last week he didn't seem too concerned about it um our guest which who we'll talk about here in a little bit this week we could probably ask as well um but before we get to that I want to talk about these shirts man we're selling shirts man that's so cool I you know, I, I, I want to say thanks to your girlfriend. She kind of pushed she made, us she into doing this. Made the vision a reality. Her and like everybody else that's been saying you need to you need to sell merch. So uh, we put these up there, man. It's it's kind of a a big step for us because we have been we've gotten a lot of requests and we have been kind of hesitant to, to do it. But uh, it's cool, man, to see people like saying they're they're supporting it, like they're buying a shirt. Super stoked to see that, and uh, it's awesome, man. I don't know. And there's only you know, there's only 13 days left to buy this one of a kind shirt, and they're premium shirts. We didn't go with no cheap cheapies, no. so they're premium shirt. Yeah. You get your money's worth, and this one's gonna be a one of a kind. There's four different colors available. Get them soon because after that 13 days is up, you won't be able to get them again. I keep putting the link in my bio on Instagram. I know you keep pushing on our Facebook page too. Yeah, man, it's 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 one of those things that and this I found this we found this website. They they completely handle everything for you. All you got to do is design the shirt. But it is a, a limited campaign, so as soon as this campaign is up, these shirts won't be made again. And I don't, I think that we should keep it that way. Like we could probably do the campaign again, redo the shirt. But I say we keep this, the original shirt. Whoever buys this is like the true OG off the groove fan. So um, it'll be spe it'll be special. It'll be cool. I may buy like five for myself so I can rotate them through when they get old. But uh, but yeah, man, I'm stoked about it. And uh, I don't know, it's cool to have a shirt. I'm gonna wear mine to Daytona. Are you going to Daytona? I thought you could go play golf that weekend. No, 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 no. I took this job, so I'm not doing the golf thing. So you get to hang out with me? You're damn right. motorcycle races? That's what I did last year. I don't know. I might be busy this year running around the pits. 
Well, I know. And Steve Nace has got a bunch of races. He actually added one more race to that whole Daytona Bike Week since the National is now on a Saturday. So it's going to be really busy. I know we'll get into that schedule a little bit, you know, a little bit more detail as it gets closer. But uh, I'm going to be down there for quite a while. We're already booking our plans and how we're getting there and how many motorcycles we're taking and all that fun stuff because it's a good getaway. Usually me and my dad, uh, friends of his from South Dakota, my twin brother, Brad Benson, and then uh, my best friend, Ron Stone, Stoney. That seems like the four of us that are going down there. So it's going to be or four or five. I think there might be six of us. I don't know. I can't even count. We'll have to make some plans, man. I plan on being there. I think I'm going to make it to Atlanta, and I may even make it to Charlotte. So I might be at the first three. Uh, really? Yeah, man. Pretty stoked. Uh, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, you want to get into this week's guest? I cannot wait. This yeah. one I've been looking forward to for a really long time. Yeah, I remember talking to him at the end of the... Or it was after Springfield, I think, you introduced me to him. I mean, I I walked around in the pits and seen him, but I'd never like, met him and shook his hand. We, we, we talked for a bit, and since Springfield, we've been trying to figure out the right time to get him on we had briar at the end of the season so it's 2020 they're getting ready to go racing for the for the next for the new season and uh he was actually up in wisconsin at sns uh and took some time to talk to us so i'm pretty stoked about that i've been looking forward to this one i know you love this guy and respect this guy like crazy um so i look forward to hearing the interview for sure absolutely he is the most respected man in the pits in my view I respect this guy a whole lot. I cannot wait to talk to him. Why don't you call him up? I'm talking about Dave Zanotti. Dialing him now. Hello, this is Dave. Hello? Dave Zanotti? It is. It is. What the, what the heck am I doing calling a Wisconsin number? Aren't you from California? Yes, originally from California, and I've been hanging out, uh, helping out SNS, who is... Uh, who is contracted by uh, Indian to uh, manage the Indian race team. So yeah. are, did, did you have to move up there, or you just come up there and go back and forth? No, they, they, have, a, they have a house that's uh, kind of historical. It's, it's the original uh, George Smith house on the premises, and, and it's like walking back in time. It's, it's uh, you know, the avocado green kitchen, and it's all just, just the way wow. they left it 14, 15 years ago. That's crazy. So that's where yeah. you stay when you go work up there? Yeah. Yeah, I stay at the house. It's got about seven rooms. Wow, that's crazy. I, I did the, yeah. the SNS. Uh, I think they're having a birthday celebration last year, and I don't remember seeing the house. I, I, I remember seeing the short track, and it looked like uh, a neat little place to go visit. I think that'd be a lot of fun to go hang out. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's, it's, there's over 260 employees here, and uh, um yeah, it's just uh, nice. It's quiet, you know. Uh, beautiful, beautiful scenery. It's just a neat place to hang out. Well, obviously you're in Wisconsin right now, but have you had a chance to enjoy the off season? And, and did you have a good ha- holiday? Uh, I had a holiday, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I, we worked through the holiday, and and I went. I've gone back home to California a couple of times since the last race. And uh, and thanks to my wife, she's running the company while I'm gone and uh, really enjoying uh, me being gone, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> I get it. I get it. So that, that works out pretty good. So I'm going to yeah. dive in deep. I want to get to know Dave Zanotti and, and why you're in flat track. So we'll start way, way at the beginning. Where were you born, Dave? Uh, San Jose, California, 1959. Okay. All right. Yeah. Did you... Did you grow up in San Jose, or did you move around in California a little bit? No, no. Uh, I lived in San Jose all my life. That was my home base, and 
Uh, I raced bicycles for about 10, 12 years. So I was in Europe for, you know, a year, a year or two at a time. And, but I'd always come back to San Jose. Okay. So yeah. what kind of, what kind of bicycles did you race? Was it BMX or road bikes or what? No ro- road bikes. Yeah. Road bikes. All right. So yeah. then yeah. what got you into motorcycles? Uh, when I was, uh, when we were extremely young, um, there was a movie, a famous motorcycle movie called on any Sunday. And, um, my dad, my mom, and, and I went to watch it at a drive-in over near San Jose. And a week later he bought me a mini bike and we went racing. Wow. That is such a cool story. You're definitely not the only one that I've heard that from. I know my my good friend, Ronnie Jones, that's how he got into it too. So what a historic movie that was to to start the careers of so many people. Um, How long did you race motorcycles? Um, I I raced uh, mini bikes up until I was 14. And then I raced a little bit of sportsman in the 125 and 250 class. And uh, basically my dad was pretty straightforward he said I wasn't going to be any good at it so he pursued it with a writer called uh Steve Eklund and uh and uh they went you know we all went racing but he that that was his the the writer that he decided to sponsor so right off the bat was was he a team owner then or was he just sponsoring Eklund no, he 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 wasn't uh he wasn't I mean he was he ran the whole thing. He had the you know, he had the bikes and and the house turned into a shop and there were motors in the in the fireplace and the dishwasher became a parts washer and the oven became where they <laughs> they they seated uh they seated sleeves and barrels and cooked the paint on the barrels and and uh the road racers were all built in the front room and and wow! I became a yeah. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. So you were just yeah. hands on from the get go, and and helping your dad, or did you sit back and watch? No, I, I helped the best I could. You know, they they, uh, you know, um, I I was racing bicycles at the time, but when I was in town, I was running errands for them and and helping out, doing a few things here and there. Yeah. Huh? Um, when Steve was, uh, racing back East, uh, they would ship a motor every weekend and, and a new one would be shipped out to them. So they would swapping out motors every weekend or every race. Wow. That that's crazy. So did you travel with the team or did you stay back home and go to school? I stayed back home. I was, I was, I stayed back home. I, I went to, uh, I, I went to some races, but, uh, but, uh, no, I basically stayed home. Okay, and then in '79, I believe is when Steve Eklund won the championship riding for your dad. Is that correct? Correct, correct. Wow, wow. Do you have yeah. some memories that you can share with us from that that year? Uh, the 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 best one was the year prior when uh, he was uh, approximately 20 points ahead of uh, Jay Springsteen going into the last race, the last race of the season, the last two races, and. And the motorcycle was making noise, and uh, they decided to swap the motor before the main event. And uh, they didn't make it in time, so uh, Steve got one point, and of course Jay, you know, won the race. And mm-hmm. they went into Ascot one point apart, and uh, and uh, uh, they put on a real good race. But Jay did what Jay did, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and won the race, and and he lost by a point. So he got and, second. 
in 78, and then you win the championship the following year. Is that right? Correct, yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Did you did you get to enjoy the celebration with your father? Um, my dad wasn't much on celebrating. Um, he celebrated when things went bad because they weren't expected to go bad. But when things expect to go good, he always uh, said, uh, you're celebrating because something happened that you want to happen. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> right. You know, so graduations and birthday parties and those kind of things really never entered my life. I got gotcha. you. Uh, okay. Yeah. So how long was your dad a team owner? Um, he started uh, 19, 1973, 74, working with Steve as a pro novice and went through the – back then you had to uh, ride uh, a 250 twin or a – 360 single were your choices as a novice and then of course they went to the 40 inches as a junior and then as an expert they were on the twins so and you had to accumulate enough points to to uh go to the next class and and you couldn't uh the, the points accumulated weren't um so if you didn't make it that year you had to start over the next year you, if that makes any sense so oh yeah yeah it does i remember those days so, yeah so uh he, they started in 74 with a uh yamaha twin and then uh as a junior they got on a xs 650 which made, they were making them 750s and uh, then then they got a harley they got a few harleys after that and and they did it up until 82 83 Okay, yeah. so so that's when your dad just walked away from motorcycles or, and being yeah, a team owner. Yeah he, yeah, he just stopped cold turkey and and decided uh, Steve uh, Steve uh, went and rode with uh, somebody else and and uh, my dad was pretty much done and and by the way he never used to go to the races he he only went to a few races in his whole life. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I yeah, did not he, know that. Yeah, he just he didn't think that uh you know, he would he he wasn't a hands-on kind of guy, so he 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 basically said once they left the driveway, there was nothing much he can do. Wow. So, That's a crazy outlook on things. I guess I never heard that before. So, did when he stopped, did you stop working on motorcycles and stop being a part of flat track or did you keep going? No, no, I stopped. I stopped, and and uh, I couldn't get back into it until he passed away. That was a promise. Um, wow. I I had talked about it, and uh, um, he had uh, he said that it was extremely difficult and strenuous, and, and and he really didn't want me to get involved. So uh, the day after he passed away, the next day I started building. <laughs> No kidding. So when did when did you decide that you that was something you wanted to do? I mean, after he passed away, obviously. But what year did all this start, and what was your first steps? Two thousand one. Uh, he passed away in two thousand one, April April eighth of two thousand one, and uh, by May I was I was building vintage uh, vintage race bikes and trying to find a rider to ride them in the Arma in the Arma Federation. Wow, that is just crazy. 
So, so you you built vintage bikes for a while, and then what made you decide to move and start, uh, you know, being a team owner for the professional ranks? Well, it it was it, it looked like it it was the same intensity to build a vintage bike to build a GNC bike, I thought, and uh, so I I started getting um, involved in that, and John Lebo came on board, and we started going to nationals in 2003, and uh, I didn't have a twin, so we were just, back then you can ride 450s, there was 450s for the GNC guys, and and we were riding, uh, we were racing the 450s where we could, and then uh, the year after, uh, I got both of the Halberts, Sammy and uh, Jethro, and uh, mm-hmm. We started riding 450s there, and doing doing all the races, not just the GNC, but uh, the Junior Ramiro Series and and the Amateur Nationals and and wherever we can go. And then the year after that, I got a I I bought a, uh, a used uh, XR750 and and for Jethro and started racing started racing uh, the GNC stuff with the uh, 750s. Wow. And along the way, you had Mikey Rush in there, too, a little bit. You helped him out at the Amateur Nationals, too, right? Right, right. Mikey Rush was on board with the Halberts and, uh, uh, for about a year, year and a half. And uh, then, uh, then I decided to n- cut down the, the riders and just stay with one. And, and uh, Jethro seemed like uh, we got along pretty good. So um, I stuck with Jethro for... A few more years there, and and uh, I think it was oh four oh five. Um, I I hired uh, Ted McDermott, and and that went till I believe two thousand. I'd have to look two thousand thirteen, two thousand twelve. So yeah. Ted Ted was your mechanic, and then somewhere along the way, you've helped out also Stevie Bonzi and. I know Henry Wiles and then Kenny Coolbath, Jake Johnson won two championships for you. Um, were those some some good years in your opinion? I mean, I know you said your dad stayed home, but it sounds like you traveled with the team. Uh, talk us through some of those years with some of those fast guys that you had on your bikes. Yeah, when Jake came on board, it was uh, it was definitely a a step up, and uh, um, we we got together. I believe it was 2010 is when we first started uh, racing together, and uh, it was a very exciting. He he put in some very good races, and and uh, we won the championship in 2010 and 11, and then uh, 12. Um, 2012, uh, uh, we went halfway, and then I picked up Stevie Bonzi halfway through the season and uh, kept him for half that season, and I believe it was 2013. I had Stevie, and then 2014, I believe I had uh, Henry Wiles, and then Jake came back in 15, and then I got I got with Briar. Uh, I think it was 15, 16, and up to date, yeah. I had Briar for, I think, three or four years. Right, and you had Kenny Colbeth in there somewhere, too. I know he won some races for you as well. C- correct, and he was, he was uh, I believe, 2015, I believe it was. 14 or wow. 15, I have to look back. 
that that is some really fast company to ride your motorcycles. Um, what was it like, Dave, to win your, your first championship? Your dad won a championship back in 79, and then you win a championship, actually win a couple of championships, you know, your first year with Jake Johnson, you win your first championship and back-to-back. So what was that like to win your first championship with Jake? Oh, it was it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome, and and Jake was a, a great a great pilot to work with. Um, it just everything seemed to mesh really well, and and uh, um, it, it was just it was just awesome. It, it was a, a dream come true, you know. Absolutely. So the only father and son team owners to win championships in flat track. And I just think that's amazing. Um, talk about how you met Briar and when did you decide he want, you wanted him to ride your bikes? Um, he was, he started calling me and I wasn't sure what I was going to do that year. Um, uh, Jake had left the year prior and, and he actually started uh, calling the year prior and uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And, and uh, you know, he would call. He, he, he would call maybe five days out of the week. And, uh, <laughs> and then it got, to, um, it got to the point where he was calling twice a day. And, and, and I said, okay. You know, I finally, I finally said, let's do it. You know, and uh, we, we went to work. And, and uh, I brought on Michelle DeSalvo and... Uh, and and there was a machine shop we were working out of uh, Tom Keeble Barnaby's company, and we were just started uh, putting things together, and it was tight. I remember it was it was really tight. I mean, there was just two of us, three of us working, and and uh, there were some close calls where I didn't think we were gonna make it. But uh, no, Briar's a super super kid. I mean, it's it's it was amazing. We just uh, we just purr like cats, you know. Yeah, it seems like you you guys click right away, and I guess he wore you down, but it, it was definitely worth it for him to make those phone calls. I know I've heard a few other racers do the uh, you know call and tell you get a get an answer that you want, but uh, sounds like it worked out for him. So, how long along the way did you think about picking up Bronson, and 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 when did that go through your mind, and how did that how did that go down? Well, Bronson, uh, th- that was uh, in, uh, an Indian decision. That was. Uh, um, they they were looking at a few riders last season, and uh, uh, of course, Bronson was being considered. And I, I I wasn't sure until the last minute that they had picked Bronson, um, but uh, they they wanted a two man team, and and uh, and S and S was the company that that is managing the team for Indian and. And, uh, so Bronson came on board and, um, you know, I've, I've worked with Bronson a little bit over the years, but, uh, you know, two different riders, two different mentalities. Um, and we're just, uh, you know, we're just starting to get to know each other and, and, uh, it took a little bit of time for me to understand what he needed and, but, uh, we got it going. I gotcha. So from, from the outside looking in, are you are you still the team owner? You just explained that S and S is is pretty much the sponsor, and it's an Indian team. But are you the owner of the team? Is that or is that are you the head mechanic? I mean, it's kind of hard to just to 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 see from the outside. Well, no, not at all, not at all. So so S and S is managing the team. It, it's it's a factory Indian team. S and S is managing it, and I'm working with S and S. They gave me the title as a crew chief 
But okay. to this day, I, I don't know what a crew chief does. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> that, that was actually one of my questions. Uh, I was going to ask that a little bit earlier, but you wear several hats and one of them's crew chief, obviously. But I mean, at race day, I've seen you do a number of different things. I've seen you tear front ends off of motorcycles and put new ones on other bikes and stuff like that. So a, a typical race day changes from race to race, doesn't it? Yes, I mean I, I do I do what I've always done, and uh, once again I'm not I'm not the owner at all. I'm just a participant with S and S, and it's it's like a Disneyland up here. I mean you just <laughs> I, I walk 30 feet from where I'm, I'm living to Stalock 15 is where I work, and uh, um, there's machine shop. I mean they, anything can get done in a matter of minutes. And it's wow. just, it, they're, they're just awesome. And, you know, when, when, uh, I, I'm going to say we won tuner tuners of the, of, of the year, I have to include, you know, 15, 15 other people who work constantly on helping us out. Um, but, uh, yeah, S and S is managing the the team for Indian and I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm helping out is basically what we're, what I'm doing. I gotcha. So yeah. is there is there one thing you like to do more than the other? Like, do you like to work on the lathe? Do you like to work on the mill? Uh, do you like being at race day? I mean, what's the what's your favorite thing to do as part of this team? Um, I like I like working. I like machining. I like uh, coming up with little, you know, little things that help out on, on the motorcycle. I enjoy working on the suspension, um, tuning the suspension, making the bike handle better. That's that's that's, I believe, my forte. Um, we have uh, um, somebody who who builds the motors here, and uh, Paul Langley is 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 managing everything. And of course, Dean Young is really really good on uh, on the electronics. And uh, um, and then, as I said, there's there's about another 15 people here that you know CAD drawers and 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 machinists that that pretty much can do anything so you got a lot of really cool people in your corner so let's talk about the the 2019 season uh it's kind of a roller coaster season it had some 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 really highs you had some lows uh you know briar breaking his wrist nobody really knew about it and he, he re rebounded you know without even missing a beat so talk about the 2019 season and the championship well that's that was our goal we talked about it I, you know what what he was lacking in in the past when we were together was exactly this. It, it was the support of of uh, other talents that uh, that uh, relieved what we needed what we needed to do and and uh, you know, getting to the races and organizing all those things add up for you know a single person or two people to do. And uh, once that, once I had the opportunity to work with SNS and Briar, it, it it just it was just just awesome. We never really had an issue, um, and uh, it, it was what we wanted to do. We wanted to win the championship, and and uh, Briar rode rode really well and rode his ass off, and and uh, um, that's what happens. <laughs> Yeah, and when everything comes together, it's really sweet. Yeah, it's a perfect example of what talented people can do with the right resources. I'm just so happy for you. Um, you've had a few months to soak it all in. Is there one moment you can look back on as your favorite memory from 2019? Um, 
Probably, probably the race. Uh, I, I think it was the one in New York where where he won. He won uh, uh, twice in a row. Um, I, I I liked that race. That was that was the one where he 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 actually found the zone, and he was sitting there and he was saying, "Hey, um, I kind of feel funny." I said, "And and maybe some butterflies. You're a little nervous." And he says, "Yeah." I go, "Hey, you're." Hmm. You're finding the zone. Wow. You know, and so that was kind of memorable for me. I know it's not a big deal, but but it was just where where he was he was clicking and and he felt you know he he almost knew he was going to win the race before he even got out there. That's cool. I I love that feeling when you when you can unload fast and you feel fast from the very get go. You know you're going to win, and and that sounds like what was going through Briar's mind for sure. So. Uh, talking about the 2020 season a little bit, what are your thoughts on the new Super Twins class? It's it's going to be different for everybody, and us flat trackers, we don't like change. So, are you guys ready for the new the new structure of it? I believe so. It's it's basically for us. It's going to be the same. I mean, you you go there to race, and and uh, um, there's really nothing we can say to change uh, the AFT's mind on it. And the only thing we can do is support it. And uh, um, as long as there's racing, uh, I'm going to participate. And and the only way the only way it's going to change is if people start leaving and not racing, which is not what I want to see. So um, people have jobs at the AFT, and they decided they decided to structure it a certain way. We have to support it if we want to go racing. I gotcha. If, if, if I don't, and uh, it's it's one of those things where I have no control. I have no control over what decisions are made, how the races are going to get structured. We just just participate and 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 move on. And hopefully, it's 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 a good thing for the sport. And and if it's not, we could always fall back to the old old structure. I got you. I like that. You know, uh, you got to try something. Otherwise, you stay, you know, stagnant or stay still. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep different, making different changes. So the one thing I heard heard him talking about is some timed races. Have you heard anything like that? And uh, will you attack those races differently? It's going to be that's going to be difficult for me because because I, I follow the laps pretty close. So so now I mean you can you can figure out how long the the laps how many laps it's going to be by by the average of the of the lap times and and it's going to go a certain time I'm not sure what that time is but it's going to go a certain time plus a lap I don't know I don't I don't know yet I have to I have to think about it a little bit more but yeah it's going to be a little different and the riders aren't really going to know where they're at how many laps are left until they see the last lap. Right. So, so it's going to be kind of tough. Yeah, I think, you know, it works for Supercross, but they've been doing it for a little while, and it's good for TV because they can block out times, you know, that this main event's going to be 20 minutes long plus a lap or whatever. So I think I think the the idea behind that particular rule is good for maybe moving towards live TV. Um, I, I've heard some rumors that there's going to be some restrictions on the Indian. Have you heard that, and, and are you working that direction already? Um, I've heard that there might be. Um, we haven't heard anything yet. Um, there's nothing's come out in the rules about it yet. So I hope they don't do much on that. You know, there's a company that comes in and progresses, and and then 
you know, they start restricting it, which is which is non-productive. I mean, we're hoping another company will come in and try to make something better. But uh, but they did that with the Hondas, uh, with the factory Honda years ago, and and Honda disappeared because of that. So I right. would hate for that to happen. Absolutely. So we're talking about 2020. Uh, you, Briar, Bronson, the team seems like they're all back together. Are there any changes to your to your championship winning team or to Bronson's team? Yes, we we hired on a mechanic for for Briar. His name is. Uh, Dustin Say seems to be working out. He's been here for about six weeks, and we've been working together, and he's been working out really well. I think right. it'll be it'll it'll be good. So, where did you find him, and what kind of background does he have? Because I don't remember hearing that name before in flat track. He was helping he was helping Jake uh, last season with Essenson and okay. and the Yamaha uh, team and. Uh, Jake Jake left uh, left that team, so he he was uh, looking for uh, a position, and uh, it worked out. You know, he applied for the job, and it and it worked out. So yeah, he's he's staying at the house with us, and and uh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. Perfect. Well, can I ask you, how come Michelle's not coming back? Um, I'm not sure. She just uh, decided not to come back for a few reasons, and and uh, I think the traveling got a little old, and she just wanted to stay home. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. So, yeah. what what does Dave Zanotti do when he's not working on or thinking about motorcycles? Oh boy, I I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my favorite answer ever. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I I. Uh, Every so often I'll get back on a bicycle, but, um, you know, I, I, I turned 50 10 years ago, so, um, you know, I'm getting an age, so I, I just, I'm always tweaking on something. You know, I, I'm, I'm up till 2, 3 in the morning tweaking, and then, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't think of what, what I really enjoy to do besides besides doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Man, that I means you're living the dream job then, right? Yeah, I mean it's a great opportunity. Uh, my cell phone doesn't work in Viola at all, right? So, so um, <laughs> it, it's it's sometimes it's a good thing. And uh, no, I mean it's as I said, I'm just it's just living the dream here. I, I'm an arm's reach to do anything. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Well, well, Dave, I I don't know much more about your personal life, but you said you're married earlier. Do you have any kids? Yes, I have. I have three. I have. Uh, I have uh, a boy that 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 races sprint cars and dwarf cars. Ooh. And, wow. And uh, I have a, an older daughter, and then I have a younger daughter that's uh, uh, just fourteen years old. Do you think and, we'll have uh, a third a third generation team owner? I mean, are anybody are any of those three interested in flat track? It doesn't seem like it. No, no, no. Uh, Sean is in. He's he's really into the car scene. He likes uh, uh, the sprint cars and 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 that kind of that kind of racing, which is which is good. I mean, he he took over my shop now, so so uh, so he's 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 really liking it. That's cool. Uh, right on. Have you have you dabbled in the sprint cars at all? I mean, I love sprint cars. If I think 
if I went and went flat track and I'd definitely be in a sprint car, have you messed around with those at all? Or have you driven one or worked on them? No, no, no. I've never driven one. And uh, I've worked on them a little bit. I help out as much as I can. Uh, when when we first started with the dwarf car, uh, I, I did a little bit with him there and, and got him rolling on that. And then um, my wife goes with him to all the races and and they really enjoy it. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool to hear. So we're, we're at the point of the episode. It's time for Graham's question. And Graham is a huge flat track fan. And for some reason, she said she hasn't met you. So her question is, is there a point at this season coming up in 2020 where she can meet you? That's what she wants to know. She would like to meet Dave Zanotti. Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where or when, but yeah. Yeah, no problem. We'll be sure to make that happen. I I, th I don't know when her first race is going to be, but I'll I'll definitely make sure that happens because we have a lot of respect for you. I think you're one of the most respected guys in the pit area, and uh, I definitely appreciate your time. And before we end the episode, we have some rapid-fire questions. So uh, first thing that comes to mind when I ask you a question, are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite bike you've ever ridden? A motorcycle or bicycle? Either way, whatever you want to say. Um, a Calnago. All right. Is that that's a road road racing street bike for us people that don't know that stuff, right? Right, right. All right, all right, all right. What's your favorite racetrack? I mean, you've been to a lot of different tracks. Do you have one favorite? Uh, Springfield. Springfield's always been my favorite. Hagerstown is also one of my favorites, and then the rest are are all all good. <laughs> all right. So I got this next one might be hard because you know it might be somebody that you're currently working with, somebody you used to work with. But what's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Do you have one? Um, I do. It, uh, probably uh, Jay Springsteen, Gene Romero, um, Joe Leonard. Yeah, that's about it. Who is your favorite person to go bench racing with? Oh boy, um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, uh, boy, I don't. I wouldn't even know. I mean, there's just so many. A anybody that sits down and and, and talks, I'll, I'll talk up a storm. Um, Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> cool. What's What's the favorite thing you've ever heard from a race fan? Uh, favorite the the best thing I've ever heard from a, a race fan. Um, yeah. That's really tough, Scotty. Uh, okay. Um, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't All know. Right. All right. Congratulations, so what, I guess. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So what's the, what's the most important lesson you learned from watching your dad run a team? Boy, it's at the intensity, and it doesn't matter what what sport you pick, and if you do it 110%, you'd be good. Okay. So I remember him saying that. It's uh, Flat track was just a tool to to promote what you believe, so... All right. I like that. So when heading out to the races, you have to bring your what? What is one thing you have to bring? Uh, my playbook. So is that like your notes for what? My you notes. Know, race? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I bet that's a pretty big book, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a few of them. I depend on those a lot. Is there stuff that, that transfers over when you had the XRs to now running the FTR Indians? A little bit, you know the you know the gearing the gearing's pretty close. Uh, the setups are are fairly close. The, the 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 same ideas on when you do changes are, are real close. 
Okay. So when, when you retire, you should publish it or sell that playbook of yours. I bet you get some good money. I don't, I don't know. I'll probably burn it. But uh... <laughs> Take that to the grave with you. There you go. There you All go. right. So who is the next first-time champion? The next first-time champion. Ah, oh, boy. Oh, um, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to maybe say Sammy Halbert. Okay. All right. He's going to be on an Indian this year. He's going to be kind of hard to beat, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a tough one. He's going to be a tough one. Okay. So my last question is one that I've stolen from Dave Despain, but Dave, what are you most proud of? Uh, most proud of of uh, the accomplishments, the just being able, I'm just succeeding. You know, you, you have to feel good about succeeding. You know, that's that's something you can't buy a success. Um, you have to earn it. So, so at the end of the episode, we like uh, to give you op- the opportunity to say thank you to anybody. Is there anybody out there you'd like to say thanks to? Yeah, I'd like to thank Indian. Uh, Gary Gray at Indian, uh, Paul Langley, Dean Young at SNS. I mean, to give me the opportunity to just uh, to let me do what I do and and uh, work with Briar and and uh, I need to I need also to thank Briar for you know allowing me to come on board and you know it's 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 good it's really good right now. Right on. Well, like I said a few moments ago, you're one of the most respected men in the pit area. You are. You're way up there on my list, that's for sure. And I want to say thank you so much for your time here on Off the Groove. No, no, thank you, Scotty. And you, you guys are doing a great thing with, uh, with the sport. And uh, if you need anything, you know where, where I am. Awesome. Thanks so much, Dave. No, thank you, Scotty. The man, the myth, the legend, Dave Zanotti. So cool, man. He's got so many stories. I know we we try not to take up too much of his time, but I think I could talk to that guy for four or five hours and not hear the same thing twice. He's definitely one of those guys that's got a million stories. Um, It was super cool to talk to him after hearing what Kenny Coolbest said about him the week prior. I just had that in my (laughs) head the whole time. Um, We didn't really get to see that side of him. He was all business. I think being up there at SNS, uh, he's kind of in race mode and prep mode. But it's still super cool to hear, you know, his background, where he came from, how he got into the sport. Um, A lot about his dad and and him owning a team when he was younger. Uh, Super cool. Super cool stuff. Man, I can't believe that his dad didn't go to the races unless they were close by in California. That's just... That, that, out of the whole interview, that, that just blew me away. But, you know, like Dave said, all his dad could do is what he could do at the shop, and yeah. he couldn't help him anymore. So, I mean, it makes sense, but, you know, I think I'd have to see my rider go out there and try to win or see how my bike's performing. But, uh, you know, it worked for him. He won a championship with Steve Eklund. Yeah. Well, it's super cool for me because, like, I've seen this guy in the pits. I mean, like, when I started in the sport, in the series, he was working with Briar, and they weren't anywhere close to what they are now. So to see him... You know, he's been in, been in sport forever. To see him come from there to where he is now and uh, not know any of that is just super cool to hear the backstory. And I look forward to Graham meeting him in 2020. Yeah, that's going to happen for sure. I don't know which race it's going to be. I don't know how many races Graham is going to, but I'm going to make sure that happens. And, uh, you know, I was, I was happy that, you know, Dave's won championships with Jake Johnson and now with, you know, helping Briar Bauman. So... Uh, man, like I said, so much respect for that guy. And man, I just, I really, really like that interview. 
we appreciate everybody taking the time, but it's super cool that he gave us the time uh, while he's up there preparing for the 2020 season. Look forward to seeing what he and Briar do in the 2020 season uh, with that with that team. I want to see how heavy that number one plate really is. Well, I think that's it for me, man. You got any plans this weekend? You know I do. I'm, I think I'm in a sec- week two of a five-week stretch of uh, nonstop racing of some sort. So this oh, yeah. weekend, I'm actually going down to Texas. I'll be in Texas tonight and tomorrow night. Monster Trucks, Arena Cross. Yeah, they're kind of, kind of calling it Supercross, but it's in an arena, so I'm calling it Arena Cross. But Monster Trucks, Arena Cross, and some uh, life-size robots are going to fight each other too or something like that. You know, you never know what's going to happen in, at an Ed Beckley show. You pay for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. And you're supposed to go Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You pay for the whole seat, seat, but you only need the edge. Are you coming to help me announce or what? Are you practicing? No, I can never do that. Um, Have fun with that, man. I can't wait. I worked for Ed Beckley in quite a long time. He's been a, a friend of the families for, for a long time. He actually helped, helped me get my start in announcing some flat track races. I worked it for him at quite a few indoor races and a couple outdoor races actually way back in the day when I first started. So it'd be cool to get hooked up with him and have some fun and see some arena cross and some monster trucks. You want to um, tease who our guest is next week? Hmm. Triple H. Triple H? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was like, Triple H the... The wrestler, and he is a wrestler, so I was like, see, now you got to be talking like an Okie. Yeah. Triple H. Triple H. That's all I'm going to say for the tease. All right. Well, let's try to figure that out. we got a week to do it. All right. Um, Keep it on two wheels. I'll keep it on four. You keep it it on four, yeah. Keep that Jeep upright. Yeah, son. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends, buy a shirt. Oh, yeah. Add that to the end. Buy a shirt. You got less than two weeks. 13 days. Get it done. We appreciate it more than you know. All right. Talk to you next week. Peace. Later, Gator. We out. 95,000 G. We forgot. You know what we forgot? We forgot to call Tolbert. Give him a call. Let's do it. We still got, we're still recording, aren't we? Nah, we'll do it next week. Okay.